Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is August 21st, 2022. Time is 1 a.m. where I am, and I believe it's 5 p.m. where Al is. How are you doing today, Al? I am doing wonderful, Jester. And yes, you're right, it is 5 a.m. And you know, if nothing else is achieved by your trip overseas, it's the fact that I am figuring out how to do time over there, and you're figuring out how to do time over here. So, hey, we've got a lesson out of this, if nothing else. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, guys, um, I'm, look, we're definitely going to have a little bit of spotty audio. I'm in Greece. Al's in the States, so we're trying to make this work. So bear with us for this show, guys. Just bear with us. We promise it's going to be worth it. Yep. It's definitely, definitely, definitely going to be worth it. So just bear with us. We're thousands of miles away, but we're right beside you, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'll tell you what, the things we make, the things I do to make this show happen, right? Like everybody here is dead ass asleep and I'm like, finally, it's quiet enough to record. We can do the show. This is great. So the topic of the show, guys, tools you need to have for Doomsday. Al brought up this topic and I got like extremely excited for it because I have a lot to say. Al, this is a great pick. Well, here's the thing, Jester. Tools. You have to have tools every day. I don't care if you're not having anything but just a little bad day. You have to have tools. People don't realize when we say tools how much you use them. We're not talking just about, you know, you got a certain certain people don't have to use tools in their daily work. But like screwdrivers and pliers and hammers and nails... We all need that now, so what makes us think we wouldn't need it in a bad situation? But even people that don't use these things in a daily situation definitely are going to need it if we have a power outage or a nuclear bomb hits or civil unrest or we go hungry. I mean, people say, what am I going to need tools with if I'm hungry? Well, you're going to need a hoe, right? You're going to need a shovel, right? So, yeah, tools. It's something we use everywhere, every day. Absolutely. And a prime example of this today, my father-in-law went and picked up some bamboo blinds to hang out in front of the house here in Greece. And they were a real thick plastic packaging. I couldn't rip it open like with my fingers. I'm like biting at it. I typically have a pocket knife in my pocket and I went to reach for it. I'm like, that's right. I didn't bring a pocket knife with me. So I ended up going and tracking down a nail file to cut through the plastic and get into this. But I mean, it's a prime example. You use tools every day. You're always going to need them for something, right? No question about it, Jester. You're always going to need tools. And I don't know where exactly you wanted to lead the discussion to, but I have different classes of tools. We have um, 
tools for everyday type of use that are mechanical tools. That's that's one class of tools that I consider. I also consider the things you use in the kitchen to a certain degree tools in their own realm and I did tool control for the prison system for several years so I had to account for lots of different kinds of tools so I learned the names and the uses for things I thought I would never see or use in my life and then also we have hand tools things that you know that are work mostly for the garden or for the yard and things like that so there are different classification of tools they all have a specific use but we make some tools do multiple uses. Sometimes it's to the good and sometimes it's to the bad. And that that's absolutely a fact. So let's let's do this. Let's you talked about classifications of tools. I was thinking the same thing in my head. You've got your hand tools, you've got your power tools, and then you've got things that people may not consider tools like big mechanical items like excavators and tractors and big gardening right. equipment, you know, things like that. But let's I think where we should really start is we should start with the hand tools and specifically not just, well, we could go down a couple different roads with this, but let's start with the tools that, you, that you're going to need, like hands down, going to need, can't go without. Number one for me would be screwdrivers, wrenches, and let me say when I say these things, I, I'm talking about American Standard and metric also folks we live in a world where we have two different measuring systems whether we like it or not you know hard-headed people like me still like the old american standardized english system but the rest of the world likes metric i've been fighting that for years but understand if you build a toolkit you're going to have to build a toolkit for both sizes so i say screwdrivers wrenches uh, a hammer at least a hammer maybe a dead blow hammer like a mallet um just for day-to-day -day things uh pliers uh, wire strippers that's just the most basic things that I can think of off the top of my head so I gotta, I gotta tell you what I mean I, I totally agree with you on uh, the socket wrenches because here's the thing you know how you brought up the thing about the metric system versus standard we import so much into this into the US from other countries there's more metric stuff around than what you think there would be right? oh absolutely absolutely Jester yeah, and when it comes to things like uh, a lot of electronics and smaller things you're going to need to take apart, a lot of those have Allen keys in them, and uh, like the hex wrenches, and those, a lot of those are in metric too, so definitely have both metric and standard when it comes to the, the hex keys as well, right? Absolutely, and those hex keys, there's about six different kinds of those hex keys, Jester. Um Everyone has a specific use, and generally one won't do what the other one does. So you have to be be very selective. And I'm not I'm not saying anything about these discount tool stores. Some are good, some are bad, but they usually run specials. And if you're someone who doesn't work on things a lot, you will save some money doing that. They sell packs of um, hex keys and just different sizes, metric, star, all these different kinds. If you get an opportunity to buy a big set that's got all different kinds in it, grab it. If it's cheap, you may never use these. But in a situation where you need them, especially like in a grid down, nothing will do but that. So try to check out one of those deals where you get a lot of different sizes and shapes when it comes to Allen keys and things like that. Oh, absolutely. And just to give you guys a breakdown, if, if you guys are like, why the hell are Jester and Al talking about tools? I don't understand. Like, what, what's the whole purpose of this shit? The three biggest things you guys are going to have to work on in a doomsday scenario are number one, auto mechanics, right? 
you're going to need to be working on your vehicles to keep them running. Number two, you're going to find yourself trying to convert power in a lot of different ways. This is where your lineman pliers come in, your strippers that I was mentioning, um, you know, dikes as in side cutters, things like this. You're going to need these things, right, for the electrical. And then the other flip side to this is you're going to need plumbing tools. You're going to find yourself re-diverting water, hooking up new pumps. Maybe you're putting a DC solar pump in. You're going to need your plumbing tools, things like channel locks, adjustable wrenches, pipe wrenches, things like that. You're going to need these things. Then the flip side to that is you're going to find yourself doing construction. You're, it's going to happen. You're going to find yourself having to make simple repairs around your home or possibly board up windows. You're not going to do that without hammer and nails. So there's going to come a time to where you're, you're going to need to break out the toolbox and be like, oh, the door just fell off the hinges. How the hell do I fix this shit? And you're going to need to have the tools there to do it. You can't run to Home Depot anymore. You can't go right. down to Lowe's and be like, hey, I need this, right? I agree totally with you, Jester. And I'll, I'll be honest with the people now. And I always try to tell you what's best. I don't want you to go out and spend frivolous money. But I will say this. You're going to have to repair. You're going to have to fix. You're going to have to make small, small repairs, even if not major repairs down the road. And you always want to have a, a mechanical option if you can. I mean, we all know that we love to cut a board. We like to cut it with a saw. That's a mechanical saw. But never, ever box yourself into where you only have a mechanical source of doing that. You always want to have something that's a manual set to do that with. So as we go through this, understand we're not talking just about the mechanical. We're talking about the manual tools to get the same job achieved. Because you're going to have to do the job no matter what, no matter what tool you have in your hand. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I mean, and this kind of leads me into something now, something I wanted to, to cover on, on this episode while it was fresh in my mind. Guys, one prep I'm doing right now that, I'm, that I've been working on for a long time is I'm working on converting all of my power tools into being either battery operated or things that are gas operated, converting them into being battery operated. For example, I have a lot of chainsaws. Well, I don't have a lot. I have like three gas-powered chainsaws. We have three steel chainsaws, and I've been working on getting away from those chainsaws. How I've been doing that is I've been going with, for little simple wood-cutting projects, I've been going with an electric-powered sawzall, battery-operated, and I get the heavy-duty, big, uh, big-tooth wood blades, and I've found that these work just as good. Not to take down a giant tree, but if I need to limit tree, cut up firewood, things like that, this is way simpler and easier to use. I've also been converting a lot of things to run off stored power. So battery operated stuff. I went out, I bought a, Al, you might think this is crazy. <laughs> I bought a battery powered circular saw. I bought a battery powered table saw and I bought a battery powered miter saw, right? And I won't the reason say, is, I... is the idea of stored power. 
I won't say you're crazy, Jester. I'll agree with you because I have battery-powered tools just like that, too. I absolutely positively believe that you should have a backup. If you have a, one that you plug into the wall, you should have something that you also can use with a battery so you can recharge and then also have something that manually you can do. I agree 100% there with you, Jester. But the only thing is, as people don't realize, is you're going to have to charge those batteries up. So making power is going to be a thing. You're going to have to have these tools, folks. You, I can't press impress upon you the importance now of if something major happens tomorrow, you're going to have to work on something if you're going to get it going. There's not going to be anybody around. You're not going to be able to call the AC man and say, oh, my God, my AC's out, or, or call the plumber and say, oh, we got a leak in the bathroom. Because if things get all jumbled up, even if it's just a, a lockdown, you're going to have to fix these things or deal with the consequences. And sometimes... People can talk you through things, but you're going to have to have the tools to actually do it on site where you're at. Um, I, I I think this is a, a way more important topic than what people are really going to give it credit for, Jester. But the people that are listening this far into the in the podcast understand now basically what we're talking about, that tools are going to be a mainstay. Of how do you keep yourself going if, if something actually bad happens? Now, you brought up the idea of having to recharge these tools, needing to have a power source. And I've, guys, this is why the solar generators are important. Being able to, look, here's the reality, guys. Recharging a battery doesn't take a shit ton of power. If you have yourself a decent little solar generator, a little Blue Eddy, a little Jackery, uh, one of the ones they sell at our friends at ReadyWise's website, if you have one of these small solar generators, they will recharge these batteries no problem. And the thing that's so awesome about this is you're never having to fire up a gas power generator, which means no noise. You don't need to store gasoline. No, Nobody's going to discover your location because they're hearing a generator running. And guess what? This is what you do. You simply recharge all your batteries on days you have a lot of sunlight. You put those batteries on a shelf. They're good. Something happens, you need to break out the tools, you're good to go. It's it, it's done. And I know everybody says, well, there's a lifespan on these batteries. They do go bad. Yeah, they, they do. I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm going to agree with that 100%. But here's the reality. You could store these batteries on your shelf longer than you could store a can of gasoline. Right? Oh, so yeah. when I say... So when I say I'm moving away from the electric chainsaws and like, or the gas power chainsaws, and I'm moving more into an electric realm with things where I could store the power, this is great. And there's one, uh, a buddy of mine bought me something now, and I thought this was the coolest shit ever. I buy primarily, I'm not trying to sound like a rich prick, but like I typically only buy Milwaukee tools because I grew up on Milwaukee tools and. I've beat the hell out of them. They always warranty them out. You know, I, I don't like buying cheap power tools. I feel it's a waste of money, right? I agree. Um, so a buddy of mine bought me this cool, there's actually a video on my TikTok about it. It's a cool little block that plugs on to the uh, Milwaukee batteries. And it gives you a little 110 AC outlet. It's only good for like 100 watts. And then it has two USBs on there as well. So I could take that, so what I can essentially do with this is I could take all that power I'm getting from my solar generator and I could store it in these individual batteries and then I could use these things to recharge a radio, to re to uh, charge up a cell phone, um, maybe to recharge a battery-powered lantern or flashlight 
or if I really need that 110 power, if I have something that's running under 100 watts, um, I don't know. What's a general thing? Uh, maybe just another power tool that's running under 100 watts. Something really, really, really tiny. Um, you know, it's not going to be anything big. Like maybe a little tiny jigsaw or, or something. I have the ability to take that battery pack, plug something into it, and, and run it off this battery that I could basically fit in my backpack, right? So I agree. I, I really, I just want to urge everybody to start exploring the option of alternative energy when it comes to tools. Don't get the, don't get into this mindset that all these the, these old school people have that oh no, I have to have gas this, I need two stroke that, blah 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 blah. Look, at the end of the day, if it does the job, it does the job, and if you could generate power from the sun to do it, fucking go for it, right? One thing I, I want to say to everybody, because I know we have a lot of people out there listening to us that are on a budget, and some are very poor. Some folks don't have a lot available around them. So let me say this to you. We're not saying to go out and buy the one Milwaukee drill and not buy all the rest of the tools because you're trying to get them. Well, you work your way up and get to those things. But if all you can afford is the cheapy right now, it's better to have the cheapy than it is to not have anything. But then you also do what good preppers do where they have multiple fallbacks. You know what I'm saying? That's how so many of us have multiple fallbacks is because we couldn't afford the, the best in the beginning. So we bought something a little cheaper and then we worked our way up to the better always knowing that we had one in reserve. This happens with tools. I, I have guys that tell me, well, I can't afford to go buy $2,000 worth of tools. Well, hit those little sales. Hit those little estate sales and things like that. Get the cheaper tools. Maybe they're not all the same brand. Maybe they're all the same look and everything. But as you grow and you make your tools better, you stick those other ones back, and now you always have a reserve. Maybe someone one day is going to start out prepping, and you can help them to seed their journey that they're going on. So I always like to buy quality, but when I was poor, I couldn't buy, I could just buy quantity of stuff that I knew that I would need. And then as I went on, I, I moved it out like that. So there's no shame in being poor. Buy quality, but if you can't, you get what you can and then you move up. The prepper's code always have things to fall back on, always have a backup. You know, Alan, and since you brought up like a budget thing, uh, to not disagree with Al, but one thing I want to push out there, guys, is one of the reasons I buy all the same tools is so I have multiple batteries that fit each thing. So if I have 10 batteries charged up and I'm using the hell out of one tool, I've got a bunch of backup batteries just ready to go. I'm not stuck waiting for one to charge. Um, I know you guys are, some of you guys out there that are in construction probably think, well, Jester, geez, these Milwaukee batteries are fucking expensive, man. How am I going to get 10 of these things? That's going to be like $1,000 or whatever. Guys, what's really cool was we have this new invention. Al, I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but guys, we have this new thing called the internet. And yep. on the internet, we have eBay and we have Amazon and they sell knockoff Milwaukee batteries or uh, Makita or DeWalt batteries that are half the price that are almost just as good quality, right? So right. you could buy the discount batteries. You could put those back. You could stock those up. And listen, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not saying to go out and take advantage of people. However, you will find a lot of power tools pretty cheap at, at um, estate sales, garage sales, yard sales. You'll find them at pawn shops. You will find these good quality tools at a discounted rate outside of the, the big box stores. 
No question about that, Jester. And and the key thing is not only having your tools, but having your tools in one place, folks. If I can say to you this, and I, I need to take my own advice on this, but be, be organized. Now, we're not talking about all these tools. If you have to bug out in five minutes, you're going to be carrying 10,000 pounds with the tools. I, we're not talking about that at all. We're talking about your survival, okay? So understand, you need to keep minimalistic tools with you in your backpack, your bug out bags, things like that. Maybe a multi-tool, maybe a a small set of screwdrivers, a little tiny set, you know, you can pack everything in a very small pack to get the basic tools that you need. But understand, we're not talking about hauling all this with you every step you take. So that, that makes a huge difference. People are out there going, oh my God, I'm about to carry all this. No, no, no. But keep your tools in one spot to where you have everything organized. So when you go to do something, or if you do have to leave, you're not leaving half of your things behind. I do say, if you're going to spend money, spend it in quality when it comes to a toolbox or a tool case. Because I understand you can always exchange the tools that you have for better, but you could use the same toolbox from now on. You know what I mean? Something that keeps it secure, something that's going to be, that's going to support the weight that you have, something that's not going to break in five minutes. But again, on a budget, you start out where you can and you move your way up. But having something to keep your tools organized in is very, very important if you want to find. I mean, it happens to me all the time. We'll say, where's the half-inch wrench? Well, we had it last. Look in your pocket. But organization will keep you from having to do that. So you need something good to put your tools in also. I want to slip that in when we're talking about hand tools. Al, I have a very serious question for you. Okay. Do you know where your 10 millimeter is right now? Absolutely. I could go get it right okay. now. 10 millimeter uh, open end wrench, boxed end wrench, uh, socket, socket, you name it. Yeah, it. yeah. Deep <laughs> deep well or shallow. I mean, but, that, but as we talk about tools, folks, this is the thing. I only got those over the years that I had to work on things because when I was younger, we didn't have to worry about metric things. As I worked in factory work and doing mechanical work there, Everything started to go to, well, a little bit metric. No, a little bit more metric. No, mostly metric. Now, it's rare when you see something that's a standard standard type of uh, uh, tool now. So, it, it happened over years. But understand, in this world, when you're dealing with situations where something might be down, if it's just a little off, it's metric, folks. Okay? So, when you bust out the metric socket, you'll figure out, ooh, I was right. I actually got tested the other day. My son was working on something. I said, here, this one fits it. And he goes, uh, he reached over and he picked up a number and said, oh, see, look, it was metric. And I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to be t telling you that, you know, I, but you got me that time. But it was a tiny little difference between two sockets. So, the metric is definitely something you need to have along with the standard. Right. And I mean, we could, we could get into the difference in sockets too. Like there's a difference between like a 16 point and an eight point socket. Like there's, there's a lot of differences out there. I mean, the, the key is to have it, have an overabundance of what you need, but Al, you got the wheels right. turning in my brain now. And I'm thinking what would be, what would be Al's choice of bug out tools? Like what would you throw in a bag? I know I, I have my list in my head, but I want to hear yours first. Okay, throwing in a bag right now, uh, basically 10 items in the bag itself, I would say a uh, a wrench set of both metric and standard, okay, a uh, pair of channel locks, because I'm used to the channel locks for sure, a hammer, um, probably a chisel of some sorts, a small set of screwdrivers, 
Phillips with uh, Phillips and standard standard, of course. Um, wire strippers, wire cutters, for sure. Uh, at least one pipe wrench. Uh, did I say a hammer? If I didn't say hammer, I definitely need to put a hammer in there. Um, God, I, I mean, just off the top, the minimalistic things, that's the things I would say minimalistic I had to have. All right, I got I got mine. Um, okay. Number one is even even when I go out into the wilderness now, like I don't leave the house without a machete. Like I oh. just don't. And and I'm not talking like a cheapo machete. Like I've got a pretty, I've got a couple pretty decent machetes. So number one is going to be a machete. I could chop with that. I could take out limbs. I could I could do whatever I need to do with the machete. I could even uh, make tinder and for fires and all kinds of stuff. I could baton wood with that. All that good shit. The second thing I would have is definitely a foldable shovel, all right, because that machete's not too good to dig in dirt. If I got a little campsite that water's running through, I could dig a little trench to divert water. If I need to dig a latrine, if I need to, um, you know, whatever I would need to do the digging-wise, you know, I want that foldable shovel. The third thing on my list is going to be a tomahawk, right, because I could, I could split firewood with that, and then obviously the back of it I could use as a hammer, so it's kind of two birds, one stone. And then I think that I would like to have a foldable saw. Main reason I would want to have the foldable saw is because you're not going to make too precise cuts with a machete, right? It's just, it's not going to be a thing. So if I want to make like, if I find a nice size rock that I want to make a nice handle and turn it into a hammer, I want to make sure I have the exact length I want. I want to make sure I could cut it perfect, you know, you know, so having the foldable saw is going to be good for any precision woodworking. And for me, the the last thing on the list is going to be a, a good heavy duty, thick bladed knife, right? Something that I could not just, you know, do woodworking and carve with, but also if I need to, to gut an animal or, you know, um, you know, basically field dress an animal and cut meat, things like that. That's what I would want. Outside of that, I feel like for bugging out, I wouldn't need much else, but I would definitely throw in a multi-tool because that's going to give me the, the screwdriver and, and the pliers and, you know, I could cut wire with that. It's definitely going to give me the little extra boost I would need. Um, as far as other tools go, I kind of I kind of feel like it's like this. If I'm bugging out into the wilderness, the chances that I'm going to need a set of socket wrenches is going to be kind of, eh, you may, you're not going to need them in the middle of the woods. In an urban environment, yes, absolutely. But those those are my go-tos for the bug-out scenario. We see here, now what we did was, I, I really was thinking along the lines of mechanical-type tools. You were thinking types of, uh, like, survival, like you walking away-type survival tools. There's another whole different section to this, because I kind of misunderstood the question. But, but if I had an opportunity to, to leave, and I'm not carrying everything. Let's say we'll have a bug-out vehicle, okay, our bug-out vehicle. What would I require to be in there? Well, there's a lot of things I require to be in there, you know. Um, nothing beats a shovel, but a shovel, as they say, um, a good hoe, a good ax, uh, possibly, a, a, a good, uh, small camp style pitchfork for things like it. Cause you know, when you bug out in a vehicle, Jester, it, it, when you're working on things in an urban environment and you've got hand tools and you're taking things apart, that's one world. When you're bugging out and you're on a walk and you're trying to survive, that's another a whole 
different chapter. When you're bugging out and you have a vehicle, you stand the things of lots of things happening to you. So it's not just an axe. It's not just a shovel. You also need a good, a good set of jumper cables. People will argue and say jumper cables are a tool. I'm like, they're only not a tool until you need them. Uh, there are certain things like chains. If you're if you have a vehicle that possibly gets stuck, you know you can get stuck on on wet asphalt. You know, depending on where you're going and what you're doing, uh, I wouldn't go anywhere without a a pull strap or a chain. To me, that is a tool. I use that like a tool. Um, there are just so many different things. I, and I, a tire inflator. I mean, people don't understand how important a tire inflator is whether it be a mechanical hand inflator whether it be a one that runs off of battery power or gas power or electrical power but nobody respects tire inflator until they have a flat tire you know so there's a lot of different tools out there a lot of different categories uses some people say i ain't got any use for a chainsaw or or i i, I don't use precision i don't use uh, mechanics tools okay we're giving you the buffet right here, the smorgasbord of what you might need, but it's to get your brain kind of turning up there so you can make a kit of tools for whatever, because everyone's situation is different. So you apply your different situation to what you build together and for what the need is. So it's it's really funny you bring up the jumper cable thing. So we're overseas right now. We got to rent a car and the battery died right now back home both of my vehicles contain good sets of jumper cables right that's just standard i have those in my vehicle all the time they don't they never leave it right here it's not as prevalent thankfully we had a five speed and i was able to drift start it that's (laughs) the benefits of having a manual transmission i was able to drift start it but so we had to track down a set of jumper cables after the fact so we had them um but it's not something that everybody keeps in their vehicles here. We ended up having to go out and get a battery and put it in the rental car, which is fine. They're going to reimburse us for the cost. But it's just the general idea. If we would have had that, it would have made life easier. The idea is to be prepared. And now how you brought up the tire inflator, there was a situation I was in last year. I was working second shift at my job. My coworker on first shift was getting off. He's like, hey, man, I got a flat tire. I don't know what to do to you. Can any of you guys help me out? Well, lo and behold, Jester has a tire repair kit and a little mini uh, cigarette 12-volt tire inflator in my truck. So I was able to go out and not only repair his tire but reinflate it because I keep all the shit in my truck. Because the idea is to be prepared for anything that can go wrong. Now, I'm preparing to be stuck on the side of the highway and be able to fix what's wrong and not be stuck there. But the things I had in my vehicle, I was able to help and help out a co-worker and get him going again. Right. Absolutely. So when, so when we talk about some of these things, like they may seem useless. Listen, everything is useless until you need it. These are just items that are taking up space until, oh, shit, I need to use it. And then it's worth its weight in gold right absolutely you know someone told me one time tools are useless i i heard that they're like oh really i said yeah they're useless they're just absolutes they're trash they're scrap until you need them then they're gold and i left him with that because he really thought that the tools he was selling at this auction were just garbage he sells them every week but he didn't have to go out and make money with those tools. 
Folks, I can't explain to you what it's going to be like if a situation bad happens. Let's not. Let's just say we're not talking about the end of survival of the world. Let's just say something bad happens and you're at home for a long period of time. Okay, you don't have the money to call somebody to fix something. In this day and time, you can ask, you could Google, you could do whatever, you can YouTube something, you can find ways to fix things and go out there, be safe, and use practical application to fix things. If you don't have the right tools, you can't do it. There are a lot of things in life that you could fix with tools you don't even know that saves you a lot of money you don't always need someone to turn that wrench sometimes you can do it yourself so as we always say you need to do your research do your learning do your searching figure out what you need and apply it whether it be your bug out bag your to-go bag in your vehicle which i'm building a brand new one right now today for my wife she bought a uh uh, jeep uh, grand cherokee the other day and now i've got to get it ready for everything that she needs in here you know, completely stock it. So you have to make these things apply to what you need. It, what Jester needs or what I need may not necessarily apply to you, but you can need something totally different. Like me, I live in Arkansas. We get snow and ice. I don't know anybody around me that owns or uses tire chains, not a soul. But there are people up north that would not think about blinking or breathing right now without a good set of tire chains in their vehicle or where they keep them at so everything is everything is kind of on you it's what you need oh absolutely and i've got so many wheels turning in my brain now you know just because i i think about the idea now that there's a lot of people out there that can't do simple things within their homes and when shit breaks bad the lack the knowledge people are lacking, it's going to be real hard for them to make these repairs or, or cope or fix something when it goes wrong. But I got I got another story for you, Al. When uh, Hurricane Irma hit us and we were in Florida, we lost power pretty quickly, like when it first hit. And we were out of power for a week. I had a 11,000-watt uh, welder generator at my house because I had a welding company. And uh, I, because I had tools and I, I knew what I was doing, I was able to wire that into the house. But if I didn't have those tools, if I didn't have the knowledge or the capability to do that, we would have been without power for a week. We were the only ones on our block with power. Were we using a hell of a lot of gasoline to keep that power? Yes, absolutely. But we had the power. Right. Right. Now, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that everybody out there needs to, you know, go out and put a generator plug in their house or, or go learn how to do electrical work. But the idea of having the tools there to be capable to do those things, because your neighbor might have the knowledge, but not have the tools. And you may you may have the tools, but not the knowledge. If you're working together as a community, Jim down the street might have been an electrician for 30 years, but you don't know that because you don't talk to him. And right. he may be retired and not have his tools anymore, but you might be like, hey, Jim, dude, look, I got this generator. I'm trying to get power into my house. Can you help me? He, he might say, yeah, but I need a couple of tools. You could say, hey, I got them. Here they are. Right? Absolutely. Granted, and, and... Jim probably stole a lot of tools from work before he retired, so he's probably good, but, you know, just saying. 
<laughs> also, understand now, you're talking about running generators and we're talking about fires and chainsaws because it crossed my head. Then understand all these things like that, like generators and chainsaws and loud saws and, 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 and anything that makes a lot of noise, you're attracting people. Okay. Always remember that the noise that you're making makes people wonder, why is he running a chainsaw? See, right now they're thinking, why are you running, why are you running a chainsaw? Is there a limb down? In a bad situation, they'll be like, uh, what's he doing over there? What do I need to get into? Okay. If they got a generator running and everybody has power, they're going to be jealous of the guy down the street that has power. So if you have these tools, use them for what you need. But don't flash flaunt and don't draw attention to yourself. You don't want everybody to know you have a great little set of tools and they have nothing and they're suffering over here and they can knock you in the head and take your things from you. So let's 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 keep a, let's keep a cover over, it, folks. Okay, even nowadays, let's keep a cover over. It. Hey, preppers, do you want ten percent off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Al, you got my uh, wheels and my head spinning again. Let's talk about tools for your tools. So... How Al brought up, you know, generators, chainsaws, things like this. Guys, these require maintenance. Yep. And, and the maintenance requires tools, right? So if you've got a generator, a chainsaw, and you don't have a spark plug wrench, you might be screwed, yep. right? If you, don't have, <laughs> if you don't have a set of pliers to get those little stupid, oh, Al, I hate those little stupid fuel line clips that yep. never come off easy. I found I chain agree. locks work the best, but... You know, if you can't, if you don't have those to flush the old gas out, to put fresh gas in, another pain in the ass. So have the tools you need to maintenance your equipment, to maintenance the big tools, right? Here, here's a very important thing, though, Jester, about tools. Let's 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 make sure we stress this in this show. If you have tools, if you have something that runs, okay, whether it be a chainsaw, a weed eater, a, a go kart, a side by side, whatever it is. You have to have the proper maintenance as far as fluids for that, okay? Now, a lot of people say, well, I got a so-and-so, I got a two-stroke this. Do you have any two-stroke oil? Because when you run out, folks, you're out. And two-strokes don't run on straight gas. And not for very long, let's put it that way. I mean, like minutes, if, if that long. So part of having these tools and needing tools for the tools is making sure that they run. You must have, you, you can't run a chainsaw without barring chain oil or something lubricating that saw. You can't run a two-stroke motor without two-stroke engine oil. These are things that you have to think about now because you're not going to have a chance to think about this when bad things happen. Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Al. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just like sitting there running all these different scenarios in my head. Like, well, can I use used vegetable oil for bar oil? Like, can I do that? Probably. I'm going to try it when I get home. <laughs> you can. You can. It's it's not preferential, but you can do it. It's, yeah, I wouldn't do it for long, but it, in a pinch, I would absolutely do it. Right. And, and this is why, though, guys, I, this is why I try to push the electronic tools, you know, because... 
I think about the idea of, you know, the, the money and the cost of like storing the two stroke and storing the gas and storing all this maintenance stuff. And I'm just thinking, well, if I could just get away from all that and just have something I could recharge way better, right? It's not alerting people. It's not noisy. I mean, but granted, I have tools that do not require that. Al, I have a ton of sledgehammers and axes and double-bladed axes. Like, if I need to take down a tree, I'll, I'll just sit there and chop away. I'll get some exercise while I'm doing it, and I'll drop that tree eventually. It might take a little while. But the, the idea is, like, backups upon backups. That's what we talk about for prepping. So even though I have the chainsaws, I got the backup electric saws. And then if those also fail me, I've got hand tools that I could do stuff with as well. It's the idea of having that abundance. I recently um, had bought a cheaper little limb saw, just a little small hand limb saw. And I'd also bought a a new little hand hatchet. I got others, but I just happened to be on a binge that day. And I said, oh, I like this little cheap little saw right here. This would be good to keep inside. Besides, oh, I need that new hatchet right there. About two days later, they'd been sitting there and... A big limb. Someone had knocked down a big limb in our yard with a tractor, with a tractor coming through, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta get the chainsaw." No, 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 no. Sit down. What are you doing with that limb saw and that hatch? I think go get this limb. But we can go. Ah, nope, nope, nope. I don't buy tools and I don't buy things for here to sit here and look at it and be pretty. They either work or they don't work. So it's not now. It's time to figure out if they work or not. And I went out there and I saw the rest of that limb up and I used my hatchet to do what I needed to do. And I got that limb out of the way and got it out of, out around around the PTO with the tractor and stuff. But don't buy these things and not use them. You don't know, one, if they're any good until you use them. Two, some people don't, don't know how to use them if they don't actually get them out and read the instructions and find out. And thirdly, and most importantly, having a knowledge of what you're working with, don't pull something out in a bad situation and it'd be the first time you ever opened it up oh well it's still in the bag oh it had to be charged up oh no i don't have batteries for this don't do that that's dummies that's dummy things we don't do that we're preppers we're planners we're preparers we don't bust it open and the first time we looked at it oh well it should have been charged up for 12 hours well i don't have 12 hours my house is on fire so think about these things ahead of time folks you know, just to go back to that, Al, just thinking about the fire thing, like one thing, uh, my dad, because my dad lives on the compound with us, and he came to me, and we, we always have issues with water, moving water back and forth, pumping water from the springs, this, that, the other. We don't have a traditional well like everybody else does. We're not on city water, but he went out and he uh, he bought this really badass Milwaukee um, electric water pump, and I didn't even know they made these things. And it is for that scenario, like, oh, there's a fire, some shit breaks bad. If a fire happens, you you might not be able to tap into the 110 power. I don't want to wait to fire up a generator or say, I can't get the generator fired up for whatever reason. We, we have that nice little electric pump we could plug in and, you know, start putting that fire out. So it's, Absolutely. it's, it's, it's little things like that, man, that, you know, that it kind of just clicks. Absolutely. And I, I will say this much. I've not bought one of these small little uh, 
uh, drill, like electric drill or regular drill style pumps that pump water. I've seen them recently and I need to get one just for myself, just for in case something happens, there's a fire in the field next door and there's no power or something like that. Something I could actually go rob out of a, out of a cistern with or something like that. It's small. doesn't move a lot of water, but it moves more water than what I can with a bucket. So yeah, that's something I think I need to go invest in. But I will say this much, you have to plan these tools. We could have five shows about tools because I didn't even get in the, in the tools that you might need as far as around in your yard and things like that other than just axes and hatchets. There's all kinds of things, axes, hatchets, there's malls, there's things that split, some things split wood, some things don't split wood, some things, you know, there's a ton of stuff, Jester, but you have to craft what you need by what fits your situation. Not just today, but you you as a person. Do you have a bug out vehicle? Are you bugging on a car? Is it a truck? Or have you planned this bug out vehicle? Well, then if you've done that, then you should know all the things that you need to have in there. You could need anything. If you're walking, we need to pick lightweight things. Maybe a small toolkit, something you could throw in your in your pack. You know, uh, how big are you? How much can you carry? Do you actually need a tool to help you carry all your things? Like a tool, like a buggy, a cart, something like that. That's for somebody, I've thought about a lot of people that are older and not in good health about some kind of an all-terrain type of buggy that you could bug out with that helped you pull and take your things with you. Now, a lot of people say that would be, oh, that's crazy. They just take stuff for the, no, not necessarily. If a lot of people are trying to get out of an area, you know, you having a cart to be able to move your things and might make it a lot easier for you. You could ride it if you had to. You could sit down. So I've been kind of mulling that over my head too. You know, Al, uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking we're going to need to do a follow-up on this, but I don't know at what point, because there is a lot more information we can get into with this. I mean, right. you picked a really good topic, man. Well, <laughs> I was trying to get something that's meaty. You know, we like to make our topics meaty, something that the listeners maybe not always agree with. Maybe you pick us apart with it. Maybe you say, oh, they forgot this, or, oh, that's a great idea. But we want you to think, and this is really a meaty topic. It sounds boring, but it's not when you get into it. Because you can get people arguing about tools, especially men, real quick. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, yeah, guys, just so we are at our time limit here. Guys, we are going to come back and we are going to revisit this tool thing. But maybe a little bit more in-depth in these specific areas of things. I think we need to for sure do that. Um, and I also want to first off apologize to the listeners. We didn't put out an episode last week. Uh, I'm overseas. Things got crazy for me. I, I was a little under the weather, so we were just like, screw it. We're not doing a show this week. Um, but, uh, you know, guys listening this week, share this out. Email us. It's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Follow Al on uh, TikTok uh, at big underscore daddy underscore prep. Follow me on there at it's Doomsday Podcast 2.0. And, guys, if you're hearing this, we also do live shows on the Podbean platform. You can find me at it's Doomsday Podcast every Monday night at 10. And Al's, uh, the Big Daddy Al podcast. What, what are the times again, Al? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Podbean. And let me say, it was my fault last week. We really didn't have a show. Jester's really being kind about it because he was overseas. He was ready to go. He had a few things going on, but I was terrible, terrible ill last week. And I don't think you would have got a quality show out of me. That was for sure. So <laughs> I, I, I hate to miss last week, but I'm sorry, folks. I don't think we would have had a good one the way I was feeling. So. Oh, uh, it's, it's fine. I've been so like one of the big things about being here is I get pulled in so many different directions. I can't really plan anything. 
tonight just worked out perfect for me. So perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Al, you got anything you want to add before we get out of here? I just want to say prices are going up. Shelves are getting empty. People's nerves are on end. What is stopping you from prepping? I don't know what. I don't know what you're waiting on. So get busy. Get out there. If you're a beginner, start learning. And if you're an old timer, start teaching and keep prepping. Action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.